Welcome to the Exquisite Life Podcast. My name is Matthew Dennis, your host, successful person, successful entrepreneur, and striving to be more successful every day. Uh, Today, we're going to dive into a lot of different things, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I actually am here with, I would say, my first guest speaker, my first actual guest speaker. Um, And I'll kind of let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit about, let's start with the book that you're writing, yeah? Yeah, that sounds good. My uh, So uh, I'm Jonathan Lee, uh, to introduce myself. Um, I've been writing a book called The Death of the Human Experience, um, a call to revival for us all, uh, focused specifically on uh, connection in all forums of life, um, really just trying to get back to center and uh, refocus ourselves on the things that we have been attached to, plugged into, connected to um, so consistently over the past uh, couple decades that have really, I feel, um, been almost to a detriment to the human experience. Um, So, and I I just feel like we've been slowly declining some of these things and sacrificing some of our human experiences, our human um, interactions for things that are so addictive and so in your face and everywhere now i mean it's just designed to be that way too you know come on i mean you come out of the womb and the first thing your parents do when they're having a tough time calming you down is put a screen in front of you because you get mesmerized by it yeah oh yeah and what you know infant wouldn't um you know i I, we don't do a lot of tv in our um our parenting whatsoever and our nanny we talked to our nanny about that and she doesn't uh do a lot of it as well so when I do see my daughter looking at the TV and looking mesmerized, zombified, like I cannot break through to her with waving a hand in front of her eyes. She's just like caught on the TV. You just go, whoa, this is nuts. Like, and that was after two minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it happens quick with these kids. Um, technology is a great thing. Uh, advancement is a great thing. But it's also dangerous if we do not ask questions on how that affects what's already in place or what we are capable of comprehending and experiencing mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically at this point in human advancement and existence. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I've talked about is everything does come with a cost, right? Um, And there's there's a balance, the yin and the yang, whatever you want to call it. But one of the things that I think we forget about is that with all of the technological advancements that we make, we're, we're sacrificing something. Nobody goes and looks up a word in a dictionary anymore. You Google it on your phone, and you probably Google it four or five times before you ever really take in that information or understand how to spell it, right? There's a process to learning things, and we skip that. And we skip that in our schools, and we skip that um, with how we intake our information these days. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, so I remember, like, the days before technology and growing up in them, um, completely void of any technology and screens and things of that nature. Um, I mean, TVs were always there, right? But it wasn't something that we were watching all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't even allowed to watch Simpsons growing up, so I wasn't the typical kid on the block because everybody watched The Simpsons growing up when I was growing up. Um, But it was very interesting because um, it just wasn't the norm back then for families to be so centered around the TV. 
Um, kids were still playing outside. We were still getting in trouble for coming in after the streetlights came on because that's when we were supposed to have button seat and like get ready to eat. And it's just like, you know, it's a different world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I can't even imagine what it would be like right now growing up as a child. Yeah. With everything that's been so steadily and uh, quickly advanced in society that you you can't escape technology as a human being anymore when you come out of the womb. Yeah. The, I mean, technology wasn't even a thing that I experienced until way later in, in my lifetime. So the experience is totally different. No, absolutely. And it's it's interesting too because because you have those different experiences, for you to be able to relate to your kids and the people that are in your family that you're trying to help raise and mentor, uh, there's a disconnect there because they seem to think that they're on a different level, that they have more information, and a lot of times they do. Um, so it, sometimes it's hard for you to take a credibility standpoint, I feel like, as a parent these days um, because the, the kids have access to the information of the entire world at the palm of their, at the palm of their hands. Um, but with great power comes great responsibility in that, you know, you can't, and that's, that's another thing that y as a parent, you have to monitor too. What is my kid doing with this device? What is he doing with my devices when I'm not there to watch him? Um, and a lot of times the kids are smarter than, than necessarily you are, or at least more intelligent with how to use the, with how to use yeah, the fancy absolutely. keyboards and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it, it causes a lack of connection in the home life. A big one, uh, a, a big one. We had to crack down on uh, both of our kids before we met, my wife and I. Um, we both have stories of it. And when I came into the picture with her son, even more so, um, it was just, I mean, I just had a different focus, a different understanding of things than she ha did because it was something I was focused on in writing a book. So, um, you know, and, and or at least... I wasn't writing the book then, but at least, you know, really always studying the effects of trauma, uh, home design, experiences, things of that nature on the overall development, health, um, uh, just livelihood of a child. Because children are our future. I mean, some people say nobody's our future. The future is now. Like, we're, today is today. I get that. But if the world doesn't end tomorrow, <laughs> we've got a few more years to worry about, hopefully. And the kids from nowadays are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, Whether absolutely. they're leading this country or groups or companies, corporations, um, you know, movements, uh, civil rights marches. I mean, it doesn't matter what they're going to lead, but we have the leaders of tomorrow in the palm of our hands right now when as parents as a society and 20 to 30 well let's say actually 30 to 40 years from now when these people are starting to come up and starting to get to the brink of being able to legitimately legally genuinely run to run for running this country mm -hmm. run for a position to run this country um it can get kind of scary if we keep heading in the directions we have been now I was looking up some numbers today, actually. Um, interestingly enough, just researching. 
and things have changed a little bit. Um, you know, screen time spiked uh, when COVID hit. Oh uh, yeah, surprised. Mm-hmm. Eleven hours a day on average, uh, a, a person in wow in 2019. Eleven hours a day. Eleven hours a day behind a screen. Wow, okay. that's insane. So, so then, COVID hit and we went up to 16 hours. Oh my lord, that's waking hours. That's all waking hours. That was the average. Hours. That was the average. Wow. During COVID. In the United States or global? That was uh, United States. Wow, that doesn't surprise yep. me. So now, I feel like because we are work from home, we've been able to minimize our our workload mm. and maximize our output, which is something I've talked about before in podcasts and conversations I've had um, about how if we were to minimize the work week, maybe cut it back to a four day work week, mm. but we still had an in office. Uh, I guess dedication to our job, um, no more than fifty percent. Two days in, two days out, you know, mm. and have that balance, and then three days off to really focus on your family. But you've got yeah. two days at home too, yeah. So you can fluctuate, you know, what you're putting in. But we also need that human interaction, the connection, um, and even outside of our family, we need it. So yeah. I think it's important to still have some of that. Maybe you do it three in a one, three mm-hmm. at home, one in the office. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're comfortable with. But I still think. It's a requirement to minimum one of the, you know, one of the four days you go in and interact with some of your employees and, and, um, and build a community outside of your own community in your home, yeah. outside of your own community in your neighborhood. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, um, the, the community that you have right around you doesn't necessarily have the answers to the problems that you're trying to solve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that there's a, there's kind of a moral obligation that you have to not necessarily like, so you own your own company currently. Um, and you know, had I asked you 10 years ago, if you owned a, a window well company, you would have said no, hell no. Right. But through that company, you have an opportunity to distill the values and build a team around the values that you care about. And you can distill the change that you wish to see within your company. Um, but you can only do that through human interaction, and it's it's going to be tricky for companies coming up, uh, you know, in these next couple of years to find the balance between this work from home life and, um, you know, still being able to build that through human interaction. And technology will will be a huge part of it, but you know, it's up to us to kind of sit back and be like, okay, what are the costs, and what do we need to do to just be aware of what we're actually doing and psychologically be aware of what we're actually doing as well. Um, as we, you know, you kind of progress through this, but it's interesting to me to see how human experience has changed over the years. Um, and even like there's a disconnect between you know, my generation and this next generation. Cause you know, I, I didn't necessarily start using screen time until I was later in my life, but most of my friends already had, you know, um yeah your family set boundaries with it didn't they right yeah absolutely and that's healthy people yeah i mean uh, if you don't know about boundaries and it's something that you hear brought up every now and then just to interject go pick up a book called boundaries by uh dr townsend and dr cloud and it'll change your life yeah continue good i love book recommendations no, but boundaries are super important, but you, you also got to understand like a lot of people will use it as like a reward system. We'll do X, Y, and Z, and then, 
you know, go to TV. And I feel like that that can create like a psychological disconnect as well as in the fact that like, oh, that's a good thing and I should look forward to it. When in actuality, we should be teaching that knowledge is really understood and wisdom is is gained through the act of, of reading and actually in taking information um, that somebody else has taken the time to, to lay out in life, you know? Yeah, that and experience. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think there's no better teacher than experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, we were talking about uh, just uh, being, you know, the new generation because they have so much information at their fingertips uh, feeling like they're kind of better than thou and higher than thou or more or smarter than thou and in some ways they are because they can function in a world that they've been born and raised in better than us that yeah we're never even accustomed to any of this even just 25 years ago yeah absolutely um but the reality is you know y- you can be well read and as far as uh internet information goes you can be um, <laughs> well headlined and you can be book smart, but you can really still not be that intelligent, yeah. that enlightened. Uh, there's a big difference between being enlightened and being intelligent than being um, educated. And it know. comes from action. You got to take action after you learn the information. Yeah, you've w- it's what you do with the information. Mm-hmm. And it's the experiences that you have. It's the experiences that you instill with people. It's the experiences that you give. It's ex- the experience that you bring to the table. It's uh, the experience that um, that you have and how you experienced it, how you, uh, your perspective and that mm-hmm. experience. I mean, uh, it's on all levels, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's wow, good stuff, man. Super good stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so you are, you are writing this book, and the death of the human experience. I guess do we have a time frame yet that we're hoping to get this out on? No pressure. I don't want to put pressure on you. Or you know, it's funny. Um, I I wrote most of what I have, with the exception of, uh, you know about. 8,000 words in a matter of a week. Wow. Uh, this book should be done, but there's something inside of me that, uh, and this is, you know, just being as raw and real as I can be, it, there's been something inside of me that's been holding me back with uh, just tying this thing up, delivering some information in a, a raw, genuine way that's me, um, and getting back to that state. There's been a lot of, I, I think, you know, not just COVID and its effects, but a lot of what existed before that. Um, has been brought to the table, um, brought to the forefront of my life over the last couple of years and kind of um, really f- kind of froze me and, and stopped me dead in my tracks. Um, I have written since since then, uh, you know, since the pandemic of everything. But it's one of those things where I just kind of sat back and watched everything that I was fearful of kind of take place, you know, mm. the skyrocket and screen time, the disconnection, the empathetic loss uh, between one another, um, the division just the anger, the anxiety, the depression, the suicide, the effect on kids, all of it. Um, and it's just one of those things where you, you know, it, it kind of just put me on pause for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the goal is, the quest is to uh, finish the book and publish it and release it by the end of the year, uh, beginning of next year. Um, and really just, uh, you know, start giving people a new perspective on what their home life should look like. I think people kind of realized during 
the pandemic that there was something missing um, that they liked being connected with their family and being home more, but they also missed being in the office for some reason. They also missed doing things out there for some reason. The reason is we love being connected to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't get enough of each other, and that's the reality of it. Even people that hate people love people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's just a, a natural part of life. Yeah, you can't get through life without it. Yeah, you need human connection. Yeah, it's the only way that you can truly grow, and the only reason I think that we're here is to grow. It's and I talk about this on on my podcast all the time, but it's what can we do today to become a better person? How can we better influence the world and better inspire the people around us to do the same thing? Um, yeah. And in, in order to do that, you have to be able to learn and you have to be able to experience things and you have to be able to fail. And that's the part that nobody talks about. You see these, especially these days, you see these cover images of everybody at their highest point. And I'm sure you've heard this other places as well, but there's not a deeper human connection in there. And even if there is, there's usually an ulterior motive uh there's you know financial reasons hey we want to get three thousand dollars from you there's not and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with making money but that comes from inspiring change and the more people that you inspire and the more people's lives that you better i promise the money will come Um, but that starts with failing and tripping and getting better in that Um, and it's scary it's hard and You've gone through it this week. We talked. We were talking last night. It was, you know, kind of a rough, rough month for the both of us. But I think looking back on it, we can say, "Wow, you know, I, I grew." And I know me personally, I've grown more in the last three weeks than um, I thought was even possible. You know, just finding out where I'm at and where I want to be and how I want to connect and experience um, through my company and how I want to inspire change through my company. Um, and starting on that process. And I think you've had some incredible experiences over these last couple of weeks um, that have, I think you're going to remember. And, you know, it's it's crazy because we, we look at the times where, where we succeed and we, we paint that as the picture. But in our hearts, we know that this isn't really, the, the materialistic side of it isn't the part that we're proud of. It's you know, the change that we've distilled within ourselves and that we've allowed other people to distill within themselves that we look back on and, you know, really appreciate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to just, uh, you know, piggyback off a few things you said, we have to do things that scare the shit out of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have to in order to grow, in order to um, to push ourselves outside of a comfort zone to where there is that stretching, that growing, the, just the uncomfortable, like what is happening this is insane how am i going to survive this and then you survive it and you go oh that's how you survive it Mm -hmm. okay cool how did i figure that out well that's called being a human being you just Mm -hmm. figured it out because that's human intuition and you know it's i don't know it's faith Um, and growth you know (laughs) big time big time and and the failure thing too man i mean i'm i'm in it like i in the midst of writing and delivering information and truth and and organizing your thoughts (laughs) yeah i mean excuse me amongst all of this you know i question whether i am worthy of delivering the information or of being the voice of the message or of even delivering the message and it's really interesting to um 
to kind of live in this uh, this world, this dichotomy of um, knowing you're called to do something and going, I don't know if I'm worthy of that. Am I supposed to do it? Um, but you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you, you know, you hear all the cliche sayings like fail forward and Mm -hmm. it's not failure. It's an opportunity. And you know, all these other sayings and they're there for a reason. They're true. People have lived life and come up with these things for a reason. They're absolutely true. Um, I've just been failing or trying to, uh, continue to fail in small ways each day to get to a point where it's better than, you know, or it is um, now comfortable for me to put it, um, you know, back on social media because I haven't been posting much or anything. Uh, Being vulnerable isn't something I have a problem with when it comes to having a conversation right here like this uh, or being even vulnerable on social media isn't a problem. But when I am dealing with uh, not being able to find the self-worth of delivering a message on my forum, I sometimes shrink back and don't talk about that stuff. And so, you know, some of these things that we're talking about now are, are definitely going to, you know, obviously people are going to hear this and, and probably n- understand more of why there is some recession. But it's also not just recession, it's um, resetting, you know. Uh, it's part of the process, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, like I said, you know, I'm just going to, you know, sit back, reset myself, re- refocus, recenter, and then relaunch. Um, it's never giving up. It's just really kind of, okay, well, the bow's not firing because I'm not pulling it back far enough, you know, so I'm not hitting the target. Uh, I got to build up a little bit more bow strength, and you know, because yeah. now I'm trying to hit a 40-yard target instead of a 30-yard target, so I got to go up in bow strength and build those muscles before I can hit that. That's Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy. You put that, yeah, very well. Um, and we've talked about this before on, on my podcast as well, but the ability to reflect and then to instill what you've reflected on and, and actually make a change um, and, you know, kind of fine tune your process. And you have to understand at the end of the day, it is just a process. And I've said that probably thousands of times on this podcast, but um, it's part of the process and w- the situation you're in now, whatever it is, it's part of it. You got to just hunker down and push through um, realize what you're doing wrong, adjust, and then hit it as hard as you can again. But yeah, sometimes just for your sake and for your mental health sake, you do have to take a step back. Um, we're all on this journey and there's kind of this expectation that we set for ourselves that we have to be perfect and always happy. And I can't remember who said it. Well, in the world too. Sets the expectation yeah, for us. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I mean, like as a society, we set that for ourselves. Nobody came along yeah. and told it, told us to set that. We've just collectively all come to the understanding that we're going to post our best image on social media. Well, you know, we've been delivered perfect images of people through advertising. That's through true. Oh yeah, history. we were talking about this last night. <coughs> <laughs> you never see an ugly model. Yeah. Because then she wouldn't be a model, would she? That's true, yeah. And actresses, mm-hmm. actors, it's, you know, it's the creme de la creme of the pretty people. Yeah. And it's just one of these things that we have always seen and wanted to be more like or have or experience. And 
as Americans, we've always been the biggest consumers of material goods. Mm-hmm. Material goods. Not experiences, not travel, mm-hmm. not personal investment or uh, he- personal health or mental health. M- material goods. Uh, and we still are. We consume 10 times as much energy and 10 times as much meat as any other country in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, those, those numbers could be up or down, so don't quote me on exacts there. But, uh, you know, the statistics were there for those numbers just a few years ago. And it's crazy to me that, I don't know, that it's just really... It's sad that we're here and we're so disconnected from each other, from what's what, how we affect not only one another but the world and as a whole, the ecosystem, the economy, uh, the uh, just the whole solar system. I mean, the way that us human beings live affects everything. Yeah. And so, if we can grow better kids, grow them into better adults, who turn into better politicians who write better policies and lead better countries or lead better movements amongst our country and and lead better states um then we might be able to you know have a better culture in the future Um, but it starts like i said it starts with the kids it starts in the families and i'm not saying i'm doing it starts with yourself too yeah it's absolutely the man in the mirror you know (laughs) yeah and i mean you know it's not it's not always going to be a father or a mother raising these kids uh, or impacting these kids. So there's a responsibility as a human being, period, to others in society, I believe, uh, that we hold but not necessarily should be held to, if that makes sense. Um, I think we should be kind to one another, invest in one another, try and help one another, uplift one another, teach one another. But I'm not going to say if you don't do that that you're a horrible person. Yeah. It's okay. So... Anyways, but I think you you kind of have an obligation to yourself. I mean, this is the only life that you get, you know, and it's yes, it's your obligation to go out and to experience it in it in its fullest. Um, yes, and the way you do that is you got to put yourself in a situation that you haven't been in before. Um, yes, and you know it's it's up to us as a society to kind of back that and support that. Um, and we don't. Our system doesn't. Our system doesn't want. 18 year olds to go out and start their own business they want a and to fail at it you know what i mean to fail while they do it and then eventually succeed um that's not okay you're like well what are you doing you should be going to school um there's not but because that builds more debt right yeah (laughs) that builds your credit the system's not the only way to live is to be indebted to us Mm -hmm. and for us to own you in some way shape or form Financially is the easiest way. So let's just do that. Yeah. And we'll just build this trap around you for your whole life. I mean. So you don't want to take risk because you think you can't survive if you do, you know. And then and then on top of that, we're going to advertise all these goods that get you, get you into more debt. We're going to make you out of shape. It's. And you were showing me a video that, you know, this has been going on for a lot more than just, you know, these last couple of years. And I think we're kind of seeing the the bigger things explode but um at the end of the day like the thing that's going to matter the most is the human connections that we have um and the way that you make the change is by increasing the human connections that you have um and and by teaching on 
subjects that aren't taught and systems that aren't in place and to say you know it is it is okay to disrupt the system it is okay to step outside your comfort zone and conversations that aren't comfortable yeah absolutely we have to start getting uncomfortable with one another and being okay with being uncomfortable and being real and honest yeah (laughs) find the truth and you know be okay to disagree you know i don't think that way because i've got different experiences but acknowledge that maybe there isn't a correct answer to these things life is not black and white oh wow i've never seen it from that perspective before that really makes me think about it in a different way i'll have to sit on that it, there's no problem with saying i'm, I'm wrong. not changing <laughs> my mind but i really have to digest that information because it makes me think differently yeah know? absolutely or and you know admitting that you are wrong in certain stuff too i think as a culture we think it's okay to or you need oh, to know. taking accountability right yeah absolutely there's yeah. no accountability man no That's it's ter- gone no. it's gone brother uh society does not society the government the a lot of the judicial systems do not hold accountable the person who was truly in the wrong in that it is the person who can cry wolf the loudest yeah absolutely it's you know it's really unbelievable um on a lot of levels how things unfold in our judicial system um but yeah i mean we c- that's another rabbit hole <laughs> yeah we could keep going on forever man um i i want to touch on a couple of things here so you know you're writing this book and you're distilling you're trying to distill these values into your kids so that they can go out and they can lead um and or if they're called to lead right there's a and something that I've really kind of noticed with your parenting style is you're pretty open for your kids to try new things um, and, t- and to pursue things that they want. Whereas our society like is forcing us to specialize. You know you, you know, you pick one career path and that's the career path that you choose. That's so unrealistic, especially for an 18 year old to decide something like that and then have it cost him $100,000 in debt to figure out he doesn't like doing it. And as human beings, the even just on a scientific or <coughs> genetic level, we change every seven years. Our bodies genetically like tra- replace all their cells. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's completely irrational to believe that we are never in our lifetime going to change a career. Yeah. You know, or our um, passions, or our hobbies, or that <laughs> at. 18 we know what we want to do for the rest of our lives let alone at eight know who we want to be or what gender we want to be yeah and to put that pressure on our kids is ridiculous i don't even understand that the pressure on children nowadays is tenfold what you or i had to deal with and it's constant too you know okay we all have pressure when you go to school doesn't go away because you got a phone in your yeah hand or your pocket. at 24 7 and it Everybody wakes you up in the middle contact. of the night yeah everybody's got contact to you you have contact to all the information. You're connected to people and things more than ever before rather than to human beings and and the spirit and the soul of a human being, um, which we are disconnected from more so than ever before. And we wonder where, like, the problems come. So one thing, like, from a psychological standpoint, uh, when you keep your phone next to you, your brain registers when it goes off. Even if it doesn't wake you up, your brain registers that. And I don't know about you, but I wake up to 
14, 15, sometimes 36 notifications, emails that I got over the night, you know, companies spamming you, which I'm a marketing company, so I, I try not to spam, but sometimes I do. Um, <laughs> but the the actual, like, the amygdala in your brain or the, I'm not a psychological expert at any point, but your brain actually, like, registers that and your fight or flight responses trigger. Well, what was that? Do I need to do something? No, okay. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, another notification. And your brain's doing that. You know, 15, how many, however many notifications you get throughout the night, um, your brain's triggering. What was that? Do I need to wake up? Um, and then you wake up and you wonder why, like, I'm not rested. Why am I stressed out? Why am I anxious? Why can't I sit still in class? Um, and there's no, there's no one pointing the finger at, hey, maybe there's an issue with the fact that I have this thing in my pocket that connects me to everybody instantly. There's... You know, there's a time to disconnect from from the people that you surround yourself with. There's a time to disconnect from your coworkers, and yeah, there's a time to disconnect from your family. You know, to go to work and to do something Absolutely. for yourself. Absolutely. There's a time to disconnect from the world around you and to just go and sit and meditate. We talked about meditation this week, um, and being able to figure that out and to you know structure your life around who you're interacting with, and you know, and then being able to emotionally realize that um and to disconnect from the phone that's it causes so many issues throughout the life if, if you've got an anxious child take their phone away at night make them put it on the counter let them sleep in the room without their phone and you'll see at least i would you're gonna see better results i don't know if it'll actually fix it but you'll see yeah. better results <laughs> or just take the phone away altogether depending on how old they are i mean this is not something it, that kids had when we were growing up. Now it's a different world. It's bigger. It's more populated. Um, there's different, you know, uh, concerns. So do they Hold need them? I want to touch on something really quick. It's interesting because the school systems almost force kids to have phones these days. Sure. And like eighth graders, sixth graders, even, you know, fifth graders are, hey, pull out your phone in class. We're going to play a game really quick. Which they should not be doing because you're not supposed to have your schools, your phone in schools. Right. That's a time to be learning. That's a time to be studying in a book. But sorry. Anyway, continue. Well, I mean, think about this, too. They're not even using books in schools anymore, really. They're using technology. Yeah, download this PDF. You yeah, know, or go do buy your the homework book online. online. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Go to There's this website and do these math problems. Your, your reading's online. Here's the chapter of it. It's digital. It's all delivered on the screen. Like, Go, burn your brain up, burn your brain up, burn your brain up, burn your brain up, rather than read a book where all five senses are engaged and have your brain and your mind and your body and your soul all connected and growing at once. I mean, it's just crazy how far off we've gotten from what's truly healthy for us as human beings. Now, can I say that it's completely our fault? Uh, I don't think so uh whatsoever i'm not blaming anybody no because oblivious. These, these companies are coming in and they're marketing to the schools hey let's connect with your students more logically yeah knowing what they're doing mm -hmm. they've known since they started from the beginning of marketing how to psychologically market yeah i mean it's been a study since the beginning of time of marketing um i mean so we have to sit back and know and that these companies are trying to get us to do things that maybe not might not be healthy for us yeah and they're doing it make through your money own and it's addictive yeah yeah and they're like psychologically getting you addicted to it through your unconscious mind the the biggest like hip uh, we talked about hypnosis this week um and the biggest like 
form of hypnosis that we have in our modern society is TV. And the information you consume in that. for kids. Yeah, it goes straight into your unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind is pattern recognition. It takes that in and it soaks it in. And at a young age, it really soaks that in. Especially from one to three. And sometimes these kids are staring at a phone for four or five hours while their parents at work or whatever. Or working from home watching the kids. the parents kid. are giving them to them because they're screaming. Yeah. And that's their answer to get them to stop screaming is to give them a, a screen. And then they no, keep the screaming when you pull it away. To understand that they don't need to scream to get their way, and they need to just cry it out until they figure out. Well, I'm not going to get my way that way. What's the way to get my way? Oh, be polite. Ask me. Talk to me. Communicate. Mm-hmm. Build you a know, relationship. Teach. Yeah. Parent. Actually, actively parent. Yeah. Actively parent. Action. It requires action. It requires you to do things. It requires effort. Well, sir, it does. Uh, on all levels, you know, and it's not easy. You're gonna fail. You're gonna make mistakes. There's oh gonna no. your kids get I've mad done. at you. <laughs> oh, so they get pissed. Uh, hardest thing I've ever done in my life is be a parent. Best thing I've ever done in my life is be a parent. Uh, hardest job I've ever had is being a parent. Best job I've ever had is being a parent. And it shows you that the greatest things in life don't come easy. And the harder something is, the better it's gonna reward you in the long run. Everything. You've been the most uncomfortable. You've been in the most uncomfortable situations as a parent or put in the most uncomfortable situations as a parent. But on the flip side of that, you've been put in some of the best situations as a parent and had amazing experiences with that. Yes. And sometimes it's hard. Oh, man. But it's always hard. It's always hard, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's always hard because there's no book that tells you how to do things the right way or how to do things uh, for every child because they're all different. They're all just so different. Um, and I think that's the thing and that's why it's so important to get back to connecting in our homes you know to kind of circle back around to the beginning of our conversation you have to understand or know your kids in order to understand how to love them and each of them is going to need love differently each of them is going to feel love differently and they're going to need it in different ways at different times in their life Mm -hmm. and it's important for us to understand that as parents as people that are surrounding these kids as a influential system um, a support system that uh, in order for them to be their best selves, they're going to need uh, the best out of us for them. Not for us, not because of how we want to show it, but truly because of what they needed. Um, and, and it's hard even as a father to figure that out sometimes with your own kids because you're learning on the fly with each kid. I mean, yeah. you literally are. In each moment, in each day, you have to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings by calling your little pig fat, you know, or naming it bacon or something. I don't know, you know, like, Okay, I can't joke around with that child that way. I have to be more serious. Like, There's just differences in each kid as they grow up. And it's all beautiful because it, I think in some weird way, you're delivered what you need, the areas you need to grow in and as an adult. You're delivered mm-hmm. what you need in a child to force you to grow in those areas. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. We've talked about this. Like it goes back to faith, right? You got to have faith that, you're never going to be put in a situation that you don't have the tools to handle and being just being confident in that um, and, and also just being confident in the fact that we're freaking the F out in the midst of that, too. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it's all it's right okay, to freak out. Yeah. But just get through it. OK, <laughs> yeah. just get through it. We can make it through it. It's a journey. You're going to yeah. remember the hard parts and you're going to remember those are the those are the memories that you're going to turn back and laugh at. You know? Yeah. You're not going to laugh at, oh, that one time that it went great. That's going to be the end. But every 
fantastic story starts with a bad situation you know it yeah. starts with some sort of form of discomfort and yeah. growth from there i mean uh, you know kind of like this there's these two guys that i know of um one guy was a uh, soon to be customer of the other guy he drove his car into an auto shop and uh, left it there and had some communication on the phone call before and you know we went through this experience together and uh, things didn't seem to have fallen right for the customer and the customer service representative the um, you know kind of manager of the, the the area back there was trying to make it right so um, brought my car back in and found connection through a really hard struggle at the beginning uh even trying to get on the phone with this person uh when they called me back was a struggle because i was out in the middle of wyoming in the middle of nowhere and there was four or five phone calls that dropped back and forth uh voicemails back and forth so it, you know it's no coincidence that we are here my friend after all of that yeah that he's talking about how we met by the way yes <laughs> so it, it's no coincidence that here we are doing something like this after we met in that way right as you said because uh turmoil turbulence um you know some challenge uh, these things that we experience are opportunities for us to grow if we choose to see the beauty of that um it, it really does depend on your mindset your perspective yeah. um and and what you're open and willing and mature enough uh emotionally you know i don't think age-wise because everybody matures emotionally on, on different levels but yeah, I mean, just emotionally, mentally, spiritually, psychologically mature enough to handle. So, um. Well, and I think the hard times, especially in a relationship, like as a business owner, I love when my customers aren't happy with me. And the reason that is, is because it, it gives me an opportunity to make it up to them in a way that builds a relationship. And that's the exact same situation. As yeah. If everything had gone right in our interaction, we probably never would have talked again. But correct something went wrong i uh, i had to make it up i had to actively work and and call you a couple of different times because things didn't work out and you had to work too you had to do the same thing call me back you had to be willing you could have just dropped your truck off anywhere else but yeah we both had to be vulnerable yeah yeah absolutely we both had to yep. and but with that i showed you hey this is what what i do when things go wrong and how i react and what it looks like when when i'm not all all the way put together yeah and you had to do the same thing and because of that it allowed us to connect in a lot more intimate way a yes. lot quicker yeah and it was um you know i like i said it, i think both of us were put in a vulnerable position and both of us chose vulnerability in that position and that's another reason why you were even open enough to talk to me or ask me the questions that you did and connect in the way that you did because it truly, folks, was not me, Mr. Connection, over here that uh, tried to connect with Matthew Dennis when I showed up. <coughs> it was him. Um, but it was really cool because I respected that a lot. It's something, obviously, I am passionate about um, and respected a lot that he was reaching out and, and putting his efforts forward in the way he was. Uh, it, it's rare to see that in, no offense, a younger generation. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And so... Well, you know, being that we are more than 10 years separated, it's, um, you know, uh, almost 20 years separated, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, but 18 to be exact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, being that we're almost, that we're almost two complete generations separated. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just really cool that we could connect in such a genuine level uh, and w- through the vulnerability and um, also a misunderstanding, a, a delicate dance of communication and um, expectation where a lot of things get messed up. Both and crappy phone both service. Both levels. Yeah. <laughs> and technology, of course. Yeah, technology always gets in there. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of beautiful things that happen when things don't necessarily go right. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really just your ability. And what defines you as a person is is what happens when things don't go right. It's how you react to the things that aren't going well. And when your relationships are falling apart, where, you know, from a younger generation standpoint, where you're not getting along with your parents, where, you know, you're not getting along with your boss or with your coworkers. But th- it just, it boils back to a lot of times a misunderstanding and an error in communication. But that's not necessarily your fault because you've got a screen in front of you for your entire life or you spend, you know, 16 hours a day in front of your screen. um, And then you wonder why your communication skills have dropped and you wonder why you're not able to effectively connect with the people around you anymore. You're out of practice, man. Yeah, you, you nailed it. You're out of practice. And if we don't practice these things, then they atrophy just like a muscle that's not put into practice, that's not used. And we you have know, the potential to lose that for an entire generation, you know? Yes, 100%. Um, and, and that's the scary part. That's yeah. the scary part. It's staring at us in and the face. And that should get all of us off our asses and into action. And give you goosebumps, yeah, you know? 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So a couple things here. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> um, we've talked about a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm going to post this up on YouTube here, hopefully a little bit later, um, and, c- and kind of record. Uh, a couple other things uh, throughout this week, I guess. Hopefully see a little bit more content from Jonathan as well. Uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Hopefully we'll have some exciting news, maybe about a pre-sale link, but that might be for a little while, so don't quote me on that, but we'll get there eventually. Um, I want to thank Jonathan for th- taking the time out of his day to do this. Uh, oh, thank you for having me, brother. I mean, uh, in the midst of the things I was talking about earlier with the struggle the uh you know self-worth the doubt um all that stuff it's good to just have a reason to take action <coughs> and to get up and to use your voice again and uh, to talk about the things you're confident talking about and to remember who you are so thank you for the opportunity to do that today amidst um uh, the you know days weeks that i've been struggling with some of that it's a good confidence booster. It's a great uh, launch point and a nice little trampoline that you put on the uh, floor for me to jump off of. Well, I'm happy to do so. Yeah. I'm very happy to do so. I'm very excited to see where this goes. And I, I don't, I haven't known you for 14 years or anything crazy like that, but it, it feels like I've known you for a lot longer than I have, you know? <laughs> yes, I agree with that. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy how, you know, God kind of puts that those people in your life that are meant to impact you. Um, but throughout this week you know and just really kind of focus on the fact well focus on a couple of different facts here but i want you to focus on reflection and focus on you know where you are going wrong but that it's okay to go wrong and focus on where you can take risks uh, where you can find yourself in an uncomfortable situation and how you can grow from that i mean don't be afraid to fail on top of that either 
think about your perspective. We've been talking about perspective all week. Uh, and this is a perfect way to wrap up because you've mentioned perspective multiple times. And I think your perspective is one of the things that kind of stood out to me and, and caused me to want to build a connection with you. Um, but understand what your perspective is and understand what the perspective is of others and take the time to consciously be aware of that before you make any decisions. Um, guys, the exquisite life is out there. It takes work and you got to push for it and you got to understand what you're going after. And that takes time and that takes research and that takes effort. Uh, but push through it, push hard uh, and push harder than you've ever pushed this week. It won't be easy, but I promise it'll be worth it at the end. Thank you. We'll see you next time.